Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Wendy Dillard here. Today is Thursday, August the 9th, 2018, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, your second daily dose of happy for the day. We hope your Thursday's going swimmingly along. I know Wendy's is. Wendy, before, well, we started uh, talking about five minutes before the podcast, and her normally very high energy level was even higher because of something that happened. I won't even give you <laughs> give away what happened, but uh, she'll, she'll be telling you soon enough. But let's just say you're in for a very high energy show. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I I won't even try to to do any more uh, uh, lead up to it. I'm just going to hand it over without further ado. Wendy, how's it going? What's going on? <laughs> uh, six days and counting because the countdown has definitely begun in terms of my leaving my day job and starting my new career where I'm an entrepreneur once again, which mm-hmm. is my sweet spot. Um, the other day I received like five emails from our HR department that just shot into my inbox one after another. And it was this checklist of things that needed to be done. And I got to tell you, when I received that, I went, wow, this is real. It does <laughs> get that saw, way. Yes. Yeah. I saw words like termination, Wendy Dillard. And I'm like, whoa, I don't like how that reads, <laughs> but I know what it means. <laughs> oh my. So it's like, okay, that's cool. And, um, Right before the podcast, I had a call with our HR partner, and she, this is something she does with everybody who leaves the company. It's called an exit interview, um, and it's not what I thought. I thought it was going to be, tell us what you thought of the company. Is it a good place to be? Do you have any feedback? No, it was really, do you have everything in order or um, for you to exit? Did you oh. understand all the emails that you received? And you know, so the answer was yes, yes, yes. And we just moved on to more fun co- conversation between her and I. Um, but there was just such a sense of this is real. Mm. And I've continued to receive more emails from both people on my team that I support and other people that I have. Like I sent an email to many people the other day. Anybody I've ever worked with that I felt I wanted to let know that I was leaving, I connected with. And, um, you know, leave it to me to, cause I'm such a marketer. I don't, didn't realize what a marketer I am, but I am <laughs> such a marketer. I can't help but market. It's so in my blood. So, you know, when I come to the end of my email saying, you know, here's what I'm doing, um, meaning I'm going to expand my life coaching business, et cetera, and build my empire. I love to say that everywhere I go, I'm building an empire. <laughs> that's good though. <laughs> hey, that, that's good self-talk and outer, outer talk too. That's good. Oh, yeah. You know, and I said, you know, I'd love to keep in touch with you. And below is all of my contact information. And for those of you who maybe personal development is your thing, um, I said, I'm in the process of writing an email series on how to become a deliberate creator using law of attraction. And I'd like to invite you to participate in that. And if you want to be in my email series, just shoot shoot back this email with, you know, your email address. Mm-hmm. I've already gotten like 20 people saying they want to join nice. my Nice. Very nice. And I'm like, oh, i got to tell you, Walt, the whole time I've been working with these folks, I think only one or two of them have I ever had a discussion where I knew they were even into personal development or cared about this thing. Um, and maybe some don't. They just want to stay in touch with me and see what I'm up to. Yeah, but either way, I'm just... I'm just delighted. I'm so excited about this. And it was very fascinating when I woke up this morning. I was very aware of a dream that I had just had. And of course, now I can only capture the last little bit, but this is the part that's most most intriguing. Was I was in a room, could have been a hotel, could have been, I don't know. But it was with the people that I work with. And there was like a line of people in front of me. And where I pick up in the dream, I'm receiving a hug from one of my coworkers. Oh, nice. And it's the kind of hug that's a deep bear hug. It's not just a pat on the shoulders, be afraid of touching kind of hug. I mean, it's the full embrace. And there were no words. Hmm. And it was just thoughtful energy being exchanged from him to me. Very nice. And then... And it lasted a long time. And then the hug ended and the next person walked out to me. And him, I knew who he was in the dream. And he's about 6'4". 
And it's like I even had the awareness of how he was having to bend down to <laughs> hug me. But again, he was hugging me with a really solid embrace. No words. Wow. And there was something so special about no words. And then he released his hug. And then the next person came. And that's when I woke up, when the next person came. Well, shoot, but that should have kept tell- going. You had a whole line there. <laughs> I had such a warm feeling wow. of how wow. much, not just how much I love them, but how much I am loved. That's great. That was such a beautiful feeling. And then I all kind of got this message that this is me letting go. Mm. This is me really being ready to say goodbye. Because I've been saying goodbye in my emails for about a week. <laughs> I've been mm-hmm. sending them to different groups of people. And never once do I use the word the phrase goodbye, because that is not really something that I ever do. Um, But I've received so much positive feedback. Even somebody who left the company a couple months ago shot me an email from his iPhone. He said, hey, I heard that you're heading off for greener pastures. And then he said some really nice things. And I was like, wow. And it just, (laughs) it's very exciting. Um, I had one person today send me an email He'd already, you know, responded to the previous email that I sent out, but this was like on his own. He just sent a one-off email letting me know. He said, you know, in my 40 years in this industry, he said, there rarely is a special person that I can highlight. But he said, from day one, when I met you, you have been that special person to me. And then he just went on and on and on about how special I am. And I'm like, oh my gosh. This so fills my heart. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not enough. <laughs> well, right but wait, comes, there's more. <laughs> and there's more. <laughs> and I, it won't even cost you an extra shipping. That's time. right. <laughs> <laughs> because it was shipped to me. Oh, really? I received an email saying the package had been delivered. And I'm like, I don't oh, wow. even know what this is. And I open it up. And it's from one of those kind of like trophy companies. Yeah where you can have things specially monogrammed. Mm-hmm. And it was this beautiful. Mm, it's like, it looked like a picture frame that had a hinge where you open it up and there's a picture on each side. Mm-hmm. But on one side is a picture with this beautiful, um, it's not even affirmation. It's just one of those pretty things about um, becoming all, all you want to be and how you make a change in the world. Mm. That's an S what it says mm-hmm. and you know basically take a stand go for it and it was just this really powerful and beautiful sentiment and on the other side was a clock which which is so funny because I love clocks I could never have enough clocks <laughs> um, and at the bottom is a beautiful plaque engraved on this silver placket and it has my name and you know um, it said some beautiful words and it was from it was called my blank family fill in the blank is the name of the company and um which I believe is from my manager and the whole team of people I work with. And I thought, oh my gosh, how lucky am I that I now have a constant reminder that I can put in my office so I can stay connected to my team through this beautiful um, tchotchke mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> clock yeah. frame. And I'm like, wow, since I've been at this company, I have received some of the most magnificent gifts, you know, not like just a, cheap little rink-eating stuff. I mean, stuff that has been so heartfelt. Mm, that's great. And I'm just feeling it really deep. Um, yesterday, I had a conversation with somebody who was trying to sell me a ticket to, I think it's called Speaking Empire. It's an event that's done annually with like some of the major entrepreneurial players that do really big stuff. And uh, just having a conversation with this guy was so impactful. Like he called me a couple of weeks ago. I said, go ahead and send me something in the email. I read through it. I responded and I said, you know, I appreciate you reaching out, but this really doesn't resonate with me, but who knows, maybe at a later date. Well, he reached back out to me. He said, I know you said it didn't resonate, but <laughs> he's a good salesperson. Yeah. But we had such a heart to heart conversation because he wanted to know what I was doing. So I got to express what I'm doing and how I'm expanding and you know, it's like even that kind of conversation just really jazzes me. That's nice. Because it's all me being in my new career. It's not about it's coming up or it's in the future. 
it's here. Oh, yeah. I'm already doing my career. Right. You know, I already talked to somebody today about, you know, medical insurance because the day I leave, that's the last day of my medical insurance. Oh, right, insurance. yeah. You got to take care of that now. Yep. You know, it's like, wow. I'm, I, I I can't believe I'm on the other side. I know I still have <laughs> six working side. days left, but I already <laughs> feel like I'm on the other side. And Walt, this has been since the beginning of January. And it's like my dream is now in manifestation form. That's so cool, too. I mean, we've had like a ringside seat listening and, and kind of watching what was happening in this, you know, one step at a time through this whole process. And it's been great. It's been so, I mean, and t today to hear your enthusiasm and your excitement level and your appreciation, boy, I mean, if, if anybody ever wanted to have a better reason to listen to LOA today, I don't think I could give one to them. This is the best one. Well, and, and, and you know, yes, it keeps getting better. I feel like the thoughts that I'm thinking are reaching deeper than they've ever gone before. Mm, that's really good. Even though I don't have an answer for this, I'll just give you kind of an idea. So I believe on the Tuesday show, I was talking about how uh, my sister had a back ailment. Yeah. And we found what the thinking was attached to that. Mm -hmm. Changed the thinking. And then, boom, the next morning, the whole backache that had been there for weeks was dis had disappeared. And it stayed, for, it stayed disappeared day after day after that. Yeah, because she didn't want to tell me right away. She waited like five days. Right, right. <laughs> so Just to be really sure. Just days, to make goes, sure. This is for real. <laughs> so at the same time, I had something in my physical body. I changed the belief, flipped it around, and instantaneously that physical thing went away. That's nice. And so I think that was as of Monday night. Mm -hmm. And so here it is Thursday, and it's like I haven't had – a peep out of that body part, <laughs> you know, since. And for me, it was something chronic that had been building over eight years. Wow. So that's a long if time. Ever there is, yeah. If ever there is a reason for me to know what I know, it's these kinds of things. Like the evidence is so clear. Major problem in body, find the associated thought change it to something empowering, boom, physical body changes and goes into well-being. I mean, boom, boom, boom. So that caused me to think some new thoughts because after hearing my sister's story and then having mine where they were back to back, I thought, you know, I wonder if the reason many of us don't experience what I'll call really quick physical healing or restoration mm -hmm. is because I'm wondering if our socialization of what we believe about what's possible is, has dumbed down what we've allowed ourselves to accept. Oh, I would say so. Very definitely. Because that, I was thinking, go ahead. And, and not just, not just that. There's also all of the, literature and television and commentary and so forth about the medical industry and what we can expect from the medical industry and what we can't expect and what role the medical industry plays in our health and so forth. When you have all that added in, I, I think it's an amazing thing whenever healing happens at all, let alone you know, within a quick <laughs> period of time. <laughs> well, and so a couple of weeks ago um, on the show, I mentioned something but I said I didn't want to go into the details. So I don't know that I have all the details yet, mm -hmm. but here's what I'll say. Um, it was a Saturday. I was heading uh, to, I, I was at the gas station getting gas, and then I was going to head off and meet a friend for lunch. And I stepped over the fuel pump. Um, what's that called? The hose? The hose, yeah. And I tripped and I fell flat on my knee. Ouch. I mean, not a little bit. I mean, like just flat on my knee and on my right knee. And then I like braced myself with my left arm. Whack. And I kind of felt my whole body torque mm. in the process. And so not only was it extremely painful and I kind of like lost my bearing for a moment, yep. but because I truly believe that everything always works out for me, even if I fall and hurt myself somehow, some way, everything's always working out for me. And so I had kind of like leaned over and I was laying on the concrete ground while I was just trying to get my, my bearings. 
And when I open my eyes, there's this man who's pumping gas on the, in front of me. And he saw me and he was acknowledging me. And he said, can I help you? And I said, yeah, give me a, a few seconds to kind of catch my bearings here. And then, yes, I know I'm definitely going to want your help to help me up. Mm-hmm. And so as I kind of was like, okay, I think I can move. I was trying to position myself so he wouldn't have to like bear the brunt of my weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a really big guy and he just put his hand out and I said, okay, I'm ready. And it was as though he had mo- a multitude of like weights pulling me up because it was like one <laughs> effortless pull. Nice. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like a skinny mini. So, I mean, there's some effort to pull me up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was effortless. I could just feel it. Like he just grabbed and pulled, wow. like there was no grunting or whatever. And I was like, wow, thank you. So in the meantime, um, this happens to be a knee that I have fallen on before. And when I was 12, I actually created an injury in that knee where, um, um, like there was a calcium bump that was created after the fact. And so I've never been able to kneel on my right knee because there's like this bump that like jets out from my knee. Hmm. And so like if if I'm on like carpeting, I can kneel. But if I'm on a hard surface like concrete, it's really, really excruciating because there's this giant bump. And so (laughs) I was joking with Rhonda, who I went and had lunch with afterwards. And I said, I've wanted that bump gone for a really long time. And I said, I wonder if I smashed it. <laughs> I wonder if it's possible to smash something like that. And she goes, why not? And I said, yeah, I'm magical. Why not? <laughs> so in the meantime, you know, there was, oh, my God, there was so much swelling. And I had the presence of mind to ask the waitress, you know, for a ice pack as soon as I got there. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is the whole time I have the ice pack on my knee. And I'm totally aware of what's going on with my knee because that's the part that's like, in pain. Oh, yeah. It's screaming um, loud. Yeah. And yet it wasn't. It wasn't? It's like if I stood, yeah, while I was sitting, it wasn't that painful. If I was trying to move it, it was. But I, you know, I'm sitting in a restaurant booth, so I wasn't moving it much. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we sat for so long, I actually had to ask for a second ice pack because this one had melted. <laughs> wow. Um, but I also knew that I did something weird to my shoulder or my deltoid or something on my left arm. So mm. I was like exchanging it from my knee to my, my deltoid and back and forth. Well, anyway, needless to say, it was really hard going to get me to leave the, be able to exit the restaurant because walking was really hard and mm-hmm. getting home was really hard. And, but she said to me, this is so funny because while I'm calling her, I call her on the phone right after I get in my car, after I pump uh, my, my gas. Actually, not right after. I'm driving, and all of a sudden, I see all three lanes of the highway are closed. There's some accident. And I'm at a point where I don't know how to get around this. Uh-huh. And so I called her to say, I'm going to be late. Can't tell you how, long, how much late, but I'll figure it out. And she says to me, how magical are you willing to be? Huh. Okay. And I said, I'm incredibly magical. I won't be, uh, I'll be there soon. So not only do I put on my navigation on my phone and used it some of the way and intuitively I felt don't follow navigation, go a different way. I got there only 15 minutes late, which to me was miraculous. <laughs> but I kept thinking about my knee, like the whole time I was driving to the restaurant, I was rubbing my knee and, you know, bringing circulation to the area. And I just kept feeling I'm magical. Wow. I'm magical. Watch the healing that takes place in this knee because I am truly magical. I'm powerful. And, you know, that's really what our show was about on Tuesday. True. Is how powerful our thinking is. Mm-hmm. So here I was very focused on my knee and really focusing my magical abilities and my magical power and my ability to think my way into complete well-being by two in the morning I couldn't believe how I got up to go to the bathroom and oh my god my ability to walk on two legs without limping without going ouch 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 was completely there nice like all of a sudden I had this incredible mobility in a knee that just you know before I went to sleep a few hours before 
was so gigantic that any kind of motion was excruciating. And so as I was walking across my bedroom, I went, I am magical. Look how <laughs> magical I am. Yeah, you got some evidence and I there. Just, yeah, and I just kind of kept going with that. So a couple of days later, I have my monthly chiropractic appointment. And I tell him what's going on. And, you know, he, he's he's from Wisconsin. So he has a sarcastic sense of humor like I grew up with in Chicago. And mm -hmm. so we get along really well. And so he's throwing all these sarcastic barbs at me like, I can't believe you walked over a hose at the gas station. You <laughs> ought to know better. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I do. And I'll never do it again. And <clears throat> so anyway, I said, I believe the calcium bump that I've had, I think I've crushed it. No, that's not possible. You can't do that. He goes, probably the reason you can't feel it is because the swelling's not all, all gone. But once the swelling's down, you'll see the bump come back. And I'm mm -hmm. like, no, I don't think so because I'm magical. <laughs> he looks at me. <laughs> you like, actually told hey. him that. That's great. <laughs> of course. Because that's the kind of relationship I have with He doesn't believe half the stuff I say, but I say it anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, because I don't want his comments to be the most predominant thing in my mind. Well, that makes sense, sure. I'm like, no, I'm magical, watch this happen. So in the meantime, um, I also tell him about my, my shoulder or my deltoid and he popped something and apparently some, it wasn't like dislocated, but something was out of its positioning. Mm -hmm. And that definitely helped alleviate a lot of the pain that had now started, I had started focusing like, oh, wow, yeah, arm hurts. Mm. <laughs> so. He said to me, if your arm isn't better in a week, come back. So it's been a week mm -hmm. as of yesterday. And I'm like, you know what? My arm's not better, but I don't feel I need to go back to him. Mm. So I was just have, having a chat, you know, me and inner being. We're just like conversing on this. And I'm like, what's up? And the thoughts I've been having about a magical have been very prevalent in my mind. And then I was thinking about my sister Jennifer's situation and mine, where you have an ailment, you find a, the thought that's connected to it, you change it, and boom, the body changes. So I started asking myself, so do I have a thought in place that's keeping this arm thing from not healing as quickly as the knee? And son of a gun, here's what came to mind. When I was sitting at the restaurant with Rhonda, I jokingly said to her, I have a broken wing. <laughs> and that was representing my arm. I said, yeah. I fell on my knee and, and now I have a broken wing. And I have, for whatever reason, heard broken wing in my head multiple times since I fell. Hmm. And I caught it and I went, huh, I have been focusing on, I have a broken wing. Well, if you keep talking about or thinking about a broken wing, you're going to have a broken wing. Or something equivalent. Yeah. And I went, so that is not true. My wing is not broken. My body knows how, my body only knows well-being unless I get in its way with stupid thoughts. So I went, okay, that wing is completely restored. It's back to normal. It's, it's been able to carry weight like it always did effortlessly and, you know, just, totally with joy. I can move about and all is well. And I would say, oh gosh, within about 15 minutes, I noticed at least half of the pain decreased. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, boom, that quick. And like right now, there's maybe just a teeny bit, but it's so minor compared to what it was. And I thought, huh, I think I'm onto something here. And the w reason I say that is because I was living, I believe I was living in and believing in our societal norm for how long it takes for the body to heal. And I had been making up all these excuses as to why my arm was taking longer to heal than my knee. And I'm like, well, because I keep sleeping on it funny and because, you know, like when I'm going to sit up from a chair, I'm pushing, t pushing or like putting my weight on my arms in order to sit up. And so it's like I keep re-injuring it. And this is what I this is what I, I've been thinking. And because I'm thinking it, of course, I'm creating that. And so as of today, I started thinking, 
Now, wait a minute. My body loves well-being. My body's natural state is well-being. And I, I personally have a thing. I don't like the word healing because the thought of, like, if people say they're healers, well, they have to look for people who are broken to heal them. And I don't personally believe that we're broken. I just believe that sometimes we get out of the state of alignment. Sometimes we get out okay. of our state of well-being. Yeah, I can so, see that. And I'm not trying to make a big deal if somebody calls themselves a healer. That's totally fine. I'm just saying these are all my own preferences. Sure. Um, and so I really have been connecting with the concept of me being this magical being, powerful mind, powerful thinker, um, and that my body knows exactly what to do, and I'm the one who was who getting in the way of it restoring itself to its natural wholeness. And so I started thinking about how my body wants to be whole. That's its natural state. And those were the thoughts I started thinking when within 15 minutes, half the pain went away. Oh, uh, okay. And so the thought I'm wanting to explore even further is could we have even more instantaneously heat, more instantaneous restoration of our body if we get ourselves into such a pure positive thought and knowingness that our body's most natural state is to be in a, in a state of pure health? Oh, I would vitality? say so. I would say so for sure. What you're talking about for me mirrors what happened to me last May and June with my knee injury. And I, don't, I won't go through the whole story again, but I'm sure you remember I injured the knee uh, actually back in February and it was really swelling up by May and it swelling to the point where I, I could hardly even move. I was in agony no matter what I did. And I took advantage of that uh, experience to say, you know what, I'm going to see if I can uh, if I can focus in the midst of the pain. And so I focused on my other knee, pretending that, that, that my injured knee was like that other knee. And while I was able to maintain my focus on the other knee, the pain went away. And then when I lost my focus, the pain came back. It was all very, very quick. So because of the quickness of that, it doesn't surprise me at all what you're saying about how an injury can be healed quickly. It, it, it totally makes sense to me. Well, and you know, I have my hands on my knees right now. And I know the exact placement that the bump used to be. And I can still feel where that space is. Mm -hmm. But I will say it feels flat. Like there's still <laughs> a slight bump, but it doesn't come to a point. Like you flattened it. Yeah. And honestly, I could care less if there's, a, there's an extra little bit of calcium there. I just don't like the bump. Mm -hmm. I want it flattened out. And, you know, I'm like... I could flatten things out. Why the heck not? Mm -hmm. Because years ago, I had been diagnosed with heel spurs. And oh my God, my, I was in so much pain walking. And so I had customized orthotics made, and I wore them in my shoes for probably 12 years, never walked without orthotics. And then I came into this point in my own personal journey where I was thinking, I don't want to have to wear these for the rest of my life. Not that they're not good for my stability, but I'm like, I don't want to be dependent on something. I want my body to do what my body wants to do in order to make it restored and whole. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, it has been at least 15 years. I have not worn orthotics. Really? Oh, that's, I'm, that's I'm, good. I'm barefoot almost every day because I, I'm around my house and I love being barefoot. I've been told that being barefoot is the worst thing you could ever do when you have heel spurs. Well, you know what? If it was really that bad, wouldn't I be in agony? Because I remember the agony when I got the orthotics. I mean, it was like I was hard-pressed. When I woke up, I had shooting pains in my feet. Oh, dear. And I was told that was also a symptom of when you know you have heel spurs because when your feet have relaxed all night long, the first time you put your feet on the floor, it's kind of like your body goes into this tension thing. And so I knew heel spurs pain and then i believe i have no heel spurs or if i do somehow the pain went away i i restored something so that i'm not hurting and i get to go back to my favorite way of being which is barefoot i mean ever since i've been a kid i've loved barefoot i know some people who love shoes i'm not one of them i don't even have a huge <laughs> supply of shoes i really like barefoot <laughs> perfectly reasonable so i'm like I'm like, well, I somehow healed my feet. Mm. 
Because I remember thinking, and I didn't even know Law of Attraction at the time, but I remember thinking, I really want to just walk barefoot again. Just the joy of being barefoot. And I think I focused on that a lot without realizing I was focusing on what I wanted. And then what I didn't want went away. Because one day I went, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to take my orthotics off. I'm going to take my shoes off and just start walking barefoot and see what happens. And nothing happened. So <laughs> maybe I need to go for two days. That's when the pain will set in. Nothing happened. And then I did it day after day. And I went, nothing's happening. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go without orthotics and see what happens. Nothing ever happened. Never another pain. I'm like, hot diggity. And again, this is before law of attraction, but I did what I would do today if I was deliberately wanting to restore my feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I can see that. That's what I wanted. And and again, it makes sense to me. Um, I don't know what the deal was with whoever told you that – walking barefoot on heel spurs would be bad for the heel spurs. I, I don't know enough about heel spurs to even answer that. But I do know, like with my knee and, and with other uh, issues, like my, my wife had has had problems with uh, flat feet and so forth, you would think that with with something like that or, or with a knee that's a balky knee that's throwing off your, your whole lower extremities alignment, that walking without shoes would it somehow hold you back. But actually, I found it's exactly the opposite. I always feel better when I'm walking barefoot or, or just with socks on than I do if I'm wearing shoes. It's it's a very, very consistent thing. And my wife experiences the same thing. She's got flat feet. Theoretically, with flat feet, if you got no support, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be good to walk. She's always better when she walks without shoes on. Always. Figure that one out. Well, it's a strange thing because there will always be somebody who has tested something to prove their point. And then there's always those who are going to defy it because they have <laughs> the evidence that they have. Yeah. And we're both right. Because whatever we believe, whatever each individual believes with their whole heart, they're right. Well, it's true. Yeah, because the belief does play a big role. There's that, that much we know for sure from everything we study about the law of attraction. Yeah. So the thing that got me really excited as I would thinking on this is, you know, I would love to like work through every physical ailment I have. Now, when I say I have, I have, they're so small, but still they're, they're physical ailments, right? Um, it's like, I want to work through every single one of them as a deliberate quest to prove how quickly things, physical symptoms change when I change the thought. And so Rhonda doesn't know it yet. She's my coaching friend. I'm going to like solicit her help. And I want to just go from one physical thing to the next, to the next, to the next (laughs) and document how quickly things change with the before thought, the afterthought, and then the symptomology physically, because I believe I know the results I'm going to get. Mm Mm-hmm. And I also know that if you know the results you're going to get, that's the results you're going to get. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a total self fulfilling prophecy of the greatest kind. Yeah. And I was even thinking about how to market this, like you know, every physical ailment you have, we're going to coach it out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful of the but, American Medical Association, but I get what you're saying. But. Only for those that are willing to believe it's possible. Well, that's just it, yeah. Because if you're not willing to believe it's possible, we're going to waste both of our time. Just call your business Placebo Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Isn't Love that good? It. Who knows? That could be the name. <laughs> so, and, and what, what brought this to the forefront is having the knowing that my time and my focused attention is not going to have to be on the day job anymore. It is so freeing my thoughts to go to places I've never gone. I've gone, I'm going deeper than I've ever been because I know I finally have the time to actually explore these things where before I only felt like I really had the weekends to explore things but one day of the weekend, I needed to refresh myself from the whole week of, you know, mental drain from the job. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to say 
those were my beliefs because that's what I thought for so much of the time. That doesn't mean that's true for everybody who works um, a five-day-a-week job. But it's certainly understandable. I mean, certainly, I, I would say most people could in some way relate to that because it's very understandable. It just makes sense. Yeah. And I also know that I have focused on that for so long that I made that be my truth. And that's that's true also. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that whatever you focus on, that's what you get more of. And I have been, my, my natural personality is one where I work with blocks of time really well. Like I get things done when I have a block of time to focus on something. Um, and I know that's part of my personality. That's who I am. And there's other people who can like just pop in and out of something 15 minutes here, an hour there, 30 minutes here, which that's just never been my natural style. Mm-hmm. If I have to, I can do it, but that's just not my natural style of where my natural creativity comes from. Um, but going back to being an entrepreneur has a feeling of freedom and creativity that abounds because that's the space where I get to think deep thoughts, work on things that are fun. Um, and I know I'm already there and I know I still have six days left on my other job, but it's like, I know I'm already there. Um, and even at my day job, it's really fun because I'm not working so much anymore because I've been training somebody else. And what we decided to do is let her do the work. And then she calls me if she has trouble. And then I supervise the results. Mm-hmm. But she wanted the opportunity to do it while I was still here. Which makes which sense. Which I thought was a great idea. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But it also meant that as of this last Monday, my work came to a crashing halt. Pretty much. Yeah. Really you're, <laughs> you're, you're sitting around like, okay, what's the next thing that's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why I've had time to talk to people at my job and, you know, tell them what I'm doing and, you know, have wonderful conversation and also think deep thoughts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these are the deep thoughts. I, I have a feeling many more deep thoughts are on their way. Well, I love the experiment that you're doing though. Um, both with Rhonda directly, but also it's kind of been an ongoing experiment. How quickly can you heal parts of your body? I think it's a great experiment because most people think about, can I heal my body at all? You know, especially in the early stages of learning law of attraction, is that even possible to do? But you're way past that. You, you, You bought in completely the idea you can heal it. Now the question is, how quickly can I do it? Can I break my world record? Yeah. (laughs) Well, and you know, the fact that I fell on my knee, I don't take that as like, oh, that was because I tripped over the the pump hose. I created that. And so, of course, the first thing Rhonda and I were doing when we're sitting at lunch is, so what in me created that? What was I thinking? What was going on? You know, what's the message in this? And the long and the short of it ended up being my being, my body was trying to get my attention because I have not given my body uh, the focus that it's due. And so my body was wanting a deeper relationship with me because I have a good relationship with my inner being, but I kind of, mm, I don't dismiss my body and it's not like I don't appreciate my body. I just kind of don't give it that much attention. It's just this thing I carry around with me. <laughs> um, and it wanted more from me. It's, it's like it wanted to, I, I sensed my body wanted to partner with me in a way that I had never ex, uh, really considered before. And so I went, huh. So I fell on my knee in a way that it was so extreme that it got my attention. So I would ask some new questions to say, how did I create this? And lo and behold, it was my body saying, hello, we want you to focus on us. Hello. (laughs) And what's interesting is this is the fourth time in my life that I have had a a deep fall injury to the same knee. Never had a problem. Never fell on my left knee. Four (laughs) times on my right knee. And even when I asked my inner being, what's that about? I heard path of least resistance. Really? Yeah. Oh. Like the first time, I think that was my body trying to get my attention then, but I was 12. I didn't know what to do with it back then. Mm-hmm. The last three fall, well, the 
second and the third fall, didn't know what to do with it, didn't understand law of attraction, didn't know how we created our own reality. And I just was like, oh, darn, I fell on that knee again. But if I'm going to fall, the natural place to fall is my right knee because I've already injured my right knee. I'm a, that may sound weird, but it's like the body has an inherent weakness that I created by banging the heck out of it when I was 12. And this is something my chiropractor explained to me. He said, because I'm like, how come I keep hurting my back, let's say, in the same place? And he said, because that's the weak area in your back. I went, huh? And he said, yeah, you've injured that once. There's a weakness there. And so when you're falling or you're going off balance, that's the part of the body that shows its weakness. I'm like, huh. So that's something I learned from him a long time ago. So when my inner being said, because when I said, how come I fell on my knee again, the same one, and I heard it's the path of least resistance, I went, well, that kind of matches what my chiropractor was saying. Because the path of least resistance in this case could also be it was the, the, the non-strong knee. Does that okay. make sense? Well, kind of, yeah. Um, there's also something else that I've been kind of waiting for, and, and you haven't gone there, so I'm going right. to have to ask you about Go it directly. Um, earlier this spring, you were talking about Project B, and I'm wondering, is this part of Project B? I mean, I, I know originally yes. Project B was about some weight loss, but I wonder if this is like an extension of Project B. It is, because Project B stands for body, and this totally has to do with, yes, weight loss is a part of it, and what I was sensing is, my body wants to have a deeper relationship with me and the weight loss will be um, a part of this, but I'm sensing I'm coming into a more well-balanced relationship with my body where I would say in the past, I've treated my body in pieces and parts. So in other words, if I hurt my knee, I'm just focused on my knee but I'm not focused on my whole being that my whole being wants to work in concert to bring my knee into well-being. Um, if I hurt my finger, I'd only be paying attention to my finger, not recognizing my finger as part of a whole. When I want to lose weight, I'm only focused on the metabolism that will take weight off instead of the wholeness of the thought and the thoughts and the beliefs that affect um, how I eat, what I eat, um, movement, non-movement. It's like there's a whole, I'm just seeing a whole package having to do with the wholeness of my body. And I've really in the past, and this is changing, not really considered my body as a whole functioning apparatus. I've only focused on the part that had a problem for the day or a while. Yeah, modern practitioners would call that not looking at the holistic piece, just, you know, just the individual piece. Exactly. And me, I'm all about holistic everything, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't treat my body that way. And so in answer to, is this part of project B? I absolutely believe it is. Okay. I absolutely believe it is. And I believe that's why, this came forth at this time to get my attention because I <laughs> probably a week or two before this happened, I'm like, Hey, let's get moving on project B. I haven't seen much movement in that area. As a matter of fact, <laughs> of my three areas, project X, which is my career project R, which is my relationship. Even though I don't have a whole lot of uh, stuff going there where I could talk about it, there's such a huge feeling and knowingness that I feel like that one is well on its way. But I was going, what about Project Body? Come on, I want to see some motion. I got it. You did. <laughs> I got it, and I'm just feeling my body in a different way. I'm having a greater appreciation for my body. Um, I'm going to throw this out here and make myself accountable because I'm throwing it out here. But, you know, I've been a person of very little movement for a very long time. Now, I do believe that it doesn't require movement to lose weight um, because I've been able to, I have lots of evidence that, you know, I've been losing weight consistently without much movement. Which is pretty great. But I believe my body desires movement separate from the idea of weight loss. Makes sense. My body has, 
a huge desire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I sense it. It's like, uh, you know, like sometimes my body's just like right now I'm sitting with my leg crossed and my upper leg is bouncing. And I've been asking for a long time, like, why do I do that? Why am I always bouncing some part of my body? <laughs> and the response is because your body wants more movement. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, if I'm not going to give it anything else, it'll do that. It's moving. It almost ties so, into something that, that Joel and I were talking about during this morning's podcast. He, he was telling me a story about how, uh, well, first of all, the podcast was about a talk that he's going to be giving um, at his uh, hometown of, of um, I think it's Plant City, Florida. I think that's the town. But uh, it's, the talk is on um, the power of your inner being. And in the course of the first, one of the first times he gave that talk, he gives that talk a few times a year. One of the first times he gave it, uh, there was another speaker who went before him and, and he was really very nervous about giving the conversation or about giving the speech to this group. And the speaker who went before him was an older gentleman. He had many years of speaking experience and so forth. He, he gives his talk, comes back and sits down next to Joel. Of course, they're up at the dais, right? And uh, looks at Joel and apparently says something like, you look like you're a little bit nervous or something. And, and Joel said, yeah, I'm feeling kind of anxious. And the speaker said to him, well, you do realize, of course, that anxiety is just negative feeling about being excited. Anxiety and excitement are basically, you know, two sides of the same coin would be the, my way of saying it. And that, that was like a real breakthrough moment for Joel. In fact, when he told me about that today, I said, wow, that's a really cool concept. I wish I'd heard that one before. What you're describing is kind of like another component of this. It's not like you were feeling anxiety, but you, you, the, the motion of your leg, the, the, your, your body needed to get moving. That, that was an excitement level. It was, it was almost like a potential excitement rather than kinetic, but it was there and it was building. Well, to me, my body is so wise that if it needed movement, it does it involuntarily. Yeah, it did it really well. In other words, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I think I'm going to bounce my leg. My leg just bounces. Mm-hmm. And I remember this going back to when I was a teenager, my girlfriend and I would go to the movies together and I'd be bouncing my knee up and down, just up and down. And she'd put her hand on my knee and she'd go, would you quit? <laughs> and so I was very cognitive of the fact that I had this involuntary bounce thing. Mm. But I've had it my whole life, and I I judged it for a really long time until I went to this one course, and um, it was an advanced NLP course, and I remember raising my hand saying, yeah, I have this thing. I don't understand how come I bounced my knee. And within a, um, this teacher was just so incredible. Within a matter of moments, we reframed what the purpose, or I should say what the meaning was, where I had given it this meaning of this is bad, mm-hmm. to I'm on my way to nirvana. Oh, wow. Because he asked me all these questions, and he said, and what would that mean? I'm like, nirvana? And all of a sudden, I went, oh, that's what this means for me. There's nothing bad in this. There's no judgment. You know, when I bounce my leg, it's like, that's my connection to nirvana. And I'm like, Cool. So I've never judged myself about it again. And I'm still aware it happens on a continual basis. It's just the pleasure is I'm not judging myself. But what I have, I feel like I'm getting a deeper awareness that this has been my body's way of doing what it wants to do. If it wants motion, and let's say I'm sitting in a lecture hall, and I can't go anywhere. And my body says, but we want to move. It bounces. Okay, so now I'm going to throw out there the thing that I said I'm going to put myself kind of in an accountability position. I've been really focusing on how much I bounce, how much my legs move, or how much, you know, just I I move a lot. (laughs) Even when I'm sitting, I'm moving a lot. Mm -hmm. And I've had this, I've been asking my body, what do you want from me? You know, is there something I can do that will give you even greater thriving or more vitality. And I was kind of sensing when I start, quote, my new job, which is my new career, which is I get to do my own thing and call my own shots. Mm -hmm. I have a sense of I want to make a part of my daily routine that there is some active movement. And even if it's, you know, I have a wonderful, expensive treadmill the kind that has an onboard fan because you know, <laughs> if I'm going to have to get overheated, I need to get fanned. Oh, it's funny. under a ceiling fan and there's an onboard fan that I can put on when I start getting a little bit heated. 
Um, but I just see myself getting on there even for 10, 15, 20 minutes a morning to just kind of get my, my body going. And, and, and then who, who knows where I'm going to go with it. But I feel like I'm in a pre-commitment stage to wanting to commit myself to, I want, I really do want to start moving my body in a way that feels good where I'm just kind of getting my circulation going, my blood going, um, because I've really gotten into a very, um, I've gotten into a routine where two minutes till eight, I wake up, quickly make my bed, brush my teeth, and, and go to my office, sit down, and start working. And I'm behind mm. a computer for hours and hours. I mean, I get up a lot. Right. And I walk down the stairs and up the stairs a lot. But I'm still in a sitting mode quite often. Mm -hmm. And I'm very aware that even though my feet are under my desk, I know that my feet want to move. I, I know there's a movement part in me that in a way is squelched because the activity that is being called of me doesn't give me space to go running around the house. <laughs> right. So I'm in a pre-commitment stage that I want to start moving my body on a regular basis. It's at the beginning of my day. It doesn't have to be the first thing I do. Um, but I do have a sense that one, I'm going to start waking up without an alarm clock. Um, and two, I want my business hours to start at 11 a.m. Wow. So whatever that means in terms of if I naturally wake up at eight or nine o'clock, then I have a couple hours before, quote, my business hours begin. And that feels really exciting to me. And so that part is easy to say, there's my schedule. Yeah. Um, but the, the motion part, it takes a little bit more. So I'm just kind of thinking on it, feeling it. What would it feel like if, you know, that was the beginning part of my day, knowing that I started the day with motion and that my body was being nurtured. And see, I've never really cared enough about nurturing my body. It was more like, and I even hate saying a necessary evil, like you got to take care of it because it's what houses me. Mm. Um, but that is kind of how I thought about it. I didn't really treasure the body in the way I'm starting to focus now. I mean, I'm getting such just much more appreciation for the incredibly strong body that I have and the very healthy body that I have. And when I was talking to this health insurance agent today, you know, he had to ask me a series of questions so he could fit me into, you know, certain plans that I would qualify for, you know, and he said, how old are you? And I told him right. your weight. I love telling that one. <laughs> um, and, you know, then he said, you know, a smoker, I said, no, anybody in your family with heart disease? No. He's, you know, like, do you, have you had any major surgeries in the last 10 years? No. Um, what's the average amount of um, doctor visits you have per year? And I said, zero. And he goes, oh, okay, well, then that falls into the zero to three category. I said, okay, if that's a category, I said, yeah, my average number of times I go to a doctor is zero. He goes, what about medications you take? I said, zero. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this incredibly healthy body. How about that? And I'm aware of it because I, I, I'm pleased that I know hardly anybody my age that doesn't take some kind of medication or doesn't visit a doctor on a regular basis. Um, and so I'm pleased with that. And I have that awareness when I talk to people around my age, but I don't think I really stopped and said, wow, I have a body that has been thriving, doing really, really well, even despite almost my best efforts to beat it up. <laughs> oh, I've done some really not nice things to my body. I've ingested a lot of really not good food. And I'm not saying healthy versus not healthy, but sometimes I've gorged myself to the point it made me sick. Mm. And I'm like, wow, the things I've, I've so done to this body that have been so not kind. And I'm like, but this is my body. And I've never thought about taking care of it in a way that would really be pleasing to the physical cells of my body because my physical cells have consciousness. They have intelligence. They're so intelligent. They know what to do when I bang the heck out of it. <laughs> 
they know how to take the instructions from how I think. And then somehow still allow me not to be like half dead because I still do some really stupid stuff to this body. Oh, but I want to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, good thing. <laughs> I start, yeah, I want to treat it with some TLC. Probably the one reason you should go to the doctor so you can have the you can say to the doctor 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 all these things hurt when I do this and you say and the doctor says well don't do that then don't do that <laughs> uh, now on one level you know if I'm this healthy and I don't and my average number of doctor visits is zero per year I must be doing something to nurture my body on some level oh yeah, I'm sure but you are. I do believe that I have not been consciously connected. To my body in the way that I believe it's asking for more. And so I'm willing to give it more and I'm willing to acknowledge my body in a greater way more than I, than I had before. So that's what a lovely, going. lovely transition there. I mean, that's really great that, that you've gotten to this point and you, you've had this, this awakening, so to speak. And it's, it's just like one thing after another, it's all kind of unfolding. We're watching it unfold as the weeks and now the days go by, it, it just keeps <laughs> unfolding, unfolding, unfolding. It's great. By the way, I want to take a moment to uh, do to put out a couple messages. One message I'm putting out this week and probably part of next week. We're doing a little experiment, and we're asking that our regular listeners, the people who are subscribed and listen to all of our podcasts, the people we love because we love our loyal listeners, we're asking you to just take a moment at some point to, perfectly right now, to go onto your favorite uh, social media channel and just post something, anything. It doesn't matter what it is, but include the words LOAToday.net and include the, the, the .net part. We're, we're just doing this as an experiment to see if we, if we have our listeners putting that into social media messages of very kind, various kinds, what kind of impact does it have on our overall listenership? So hmm. just take a moment and, you know, when, when you get a chance, maybe right after the podcast and just go to your favorite, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you're using and just put out a message that includes LOAToday.net. Hopefully you're going to say something nice, but just say something. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> and for those of you who are not yet subscribers, we also want to encourage you to become a subscriber. Um, really easy to do. Just go to the homepage of our website. Once again, LOAToday.net. And the instructions are right there. It takes about a minute. Uh, it's really, really easy. And when you're done, of course, you get to join our legions who are loyal subscribers and who listen. God, they're listening to almost every single... Uh, episode we put out every month. We're putting out 45 episodes a month, Wendy, and they're listening to all of them. And they're listening to them almost wow. all the way through on average. On average, it's 90% of the way through, which means that like for one person who doesn't listen to very much, there are nine more people who are listening to the entire episode. Like This is really cool right. stuff. So yeah. So please do subscribe and share if you're not yet a subscriber. And if you are a loyal subscriber, put that little note out for us. Just help us with our little experiment because we want to see what's going to happen with it. So just want to make sure I got those in there before before we finish the podcast, because we're down to the, like the last minute and a half. <laughs> well, that's cool. And you know what? I'm going to go and do my social media, oh, and good. I'm going to do that too. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, we should all do it. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't even know what's going to happen, but, I mean, we all know social media is it these days. And marketers love that. Marketers love social media. And so this is kind of just a way of testing. We'll just find out what happens. It's, like, it's a little test. And it's one of those tests I can't do by myself. So that's why I'm asking everybody else to help out. So, yeah, just take a moment. Really good. I will. Uh, and now that I'm uh, leaving my day job, I can be much more uh, vocal about the show that I'm doing with you. So cool. I'm going to be putting out many more uh, bulletins saying, hey, people, come listen. <laughs> Ooh, love that. That's good. That's really good. And I, I don't know if I've told you, but we have a new co-host coming on board. Um, David Barkey, oh, David is stepping back, and Anne-Marie Kanata-McEwen, who's one of our uh, contributors, the one, the friend of ours from uh, Middletown, Connecticut, she's going to be my new Sunday night co-host starting a week from this coming Sunday. Very cool. Yeah. So all kinds of good things happening. The only sad part is I don't get to talk to you again until next Tuesday. But the good part is I get to talk to you again next Tuesday. So I'm looking That's forward to right. that. That's right. That is the good part. <laughs> so I'll talk to you then, and we hope that you'll join us as well next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye for now.